It's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. Well, 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 well. It is time for the Fox Across America Game Ball Ceremony. And this week's recipient has done more to receive a game ball than I think anybody maybe in the history of the show. Wrong. All right, fine. I play a trump drop. Why? Because the game ball recipient, no big introduction needed. It goes to Mike Pence. He was the former vice president of the United States of America. He was on, you won't be able to tell from listening to the interview, but he was on to promote his new book, So Help Me God. Uh, But I really enjoyed the candor, and I really enjoyed the conversation. And the reason I gave him the game ball is I want people to hear this. Um, Mike Pence in this interview is not the guy you watch on TV or the guy you saw at White House press conferences. Yes, he's really intelligent and measured and uh, firm in his convictions, but he's actually, like, funny. We talk about his college experiences and things that went on in his family and stuff you've never heard before. Because when I have somebody on this show, the whole point is to give you the person— behind the politics. You know where they stand politically. I want you to know the personality. I want people to realize there's humanity behind all of these positions one way or the other, and I want you to make your own decisions. And I know when it comes to Pence, a lot of people have made your decision because he is out there questioning some of Donald Trump's moves, and everybody is all, you know, freaked out. And This guy will say anything. But the truth is he's not saying anything. He's saying what he believes... To be right. Correct Mundo. And you can love him, you can hate him, but the whole point of America is we all have the right to do that. And uh, if everybody who came on my show was uh, as fun and as funny and as different as you see them on the TV, you know, I think we'd be in a better place as a country because we'd realize there are all good, fun-loving people behind most of the things we're fighting over. We just need to, you know, stop and not be so transactional over whether or not this human being holds any value whatsoever, depending on whether or not they agree with your political stance at that moment. And that's why I am proud, I am honored to give the game ball to Mike Pence. You ought to be ashamed of yourself. Jimmy Fallon, thanks for having me on Fox Across America. It's a, good to be with you. I'm in Chicago today. Uh, well, I, I know that, and uh, I got to tell you, my crew was really excited to ha- finally get a chance to work with a talented syndicated radio host. <laughs> I, I tell you what, Jimmy, I was never as big as you, but I, I cherish those years. In the 1990s, I was on a syndicated show just all across the state of Indiana, and uh, as you know, uh, there's there's nothing like hearing the voice of the American people every day. It's my favorite thing in the world is that in radio, there's a latitude to get to know people and to get to know yeah. subject matter that doesn't exist on TV. TV's an assembly line. What do you got? Why do you got it? Here's a picture of the guy coming up next. Get off my set. You know, radio, it, it's revealing and you get to know people. And I, that's why I've always preferred the medium so much. Uh, but if yeah. you're but if you're a guy who just wrote a book and you happen to be on the radio with a guy who really read it, you are going to have to do some singing for your supper, as I'm sure you remember from your radio days. So let me ask you this, because there's so many you fascinating bet. Mike Pence fun facts in this book that people don't know about you. But can you confirm that at yeah. Hanover, you were the president of a fraternity that was once put on double secret probation like the movie? the animal house (laughs) it's exactly right it was uh i was actually i became uh president of my fraternity my sophomore year it was an incredible learning experience as my late father would have said Mm -hmm. um 
But uh, it was one of my early lessons in leadership, to be honest with you. It was a time when uh, uh, when I, I got to flex my muscle a little bit first about uh, what it meant to be uh, a leader, to be able to stand on principle, to hold people to a high standard and I write about that, and so help me God, Jim. I appreciate you mentioning it. Of course. We're talking to former Vice President Mike Pence. The new book is called So Help Me God. Another fun fact about your former vice president, I do believe the first date you went on with then-Karen Whitaker, uh, you took a page out of Rocky's book. In the movie Rocky One. he goes, Ice Skating with Adrian was your first date ice skating. Jimmy, no one has ever made that that correlation, but I'm actually really tickled by it because Rocky is one of my favorite movies of all time. But yeah, I had met her outside uh, the back of a church, uh, which is actually just down the street from the governor's residence in Indiana. I was in law school at the time, introduced myself to her, called her a day or two later and uh, uh, asked if uh, she wanted to do anything. She said she was taking her niece and nephew ice skating asked if I ice skated and I said what are you kidding that I'm you know I was born on skates I can it's no problem at all and uh, so, so I was able to hold my own a little bit better than Rocky Balboa did in, in that movie but uh, yeah that's where it all began for us it, and it was the ice skating rink at the Indiana State Fairgrounds oh that's amazing yeah Rocky did it on foot uh, but yes you were here to four to be referred to as the Italian stallion of the vice presidency <laughs> So congratulations on the new moniker. You know, I was fascinated by so much of your story before we even got to politics. Thank you. This is one of the things I wanted to throw at you, too. It's, you know, your dad's a Korean War veteran. Your family owned a gas station, did they not? Uh, we were in the gas station business, actually. Okay. Yeah. I grew up um, uh, in and around a family business that ended up owning a chain of gas stations mm -hmm. around Indiana. But I, I spent a lot of years working my way through college. Uh, as a gas station attendant, which uh, any of your listeners that are under the age of 40 would have no idea what that is, but it was, you know, you actually had a shirt. I had my first name above my pocket, a marathon patch. You'd run out to the car, wash the windshield, uh, fill up the tank, check the tires, check the oil, and um, uh, and not charge them any more money for it. So it was, it was my my first experience in public service was on the drive at Ray's Marathon, Jimmy. <laughs> Well, all right. Well, listen, I can appreciate that. I spent a lot of time driving a taxi in New York City. And what I always yeah, and what I always tell people is, you know, whatever your end game job is, the way to get there is to really do the heck out of whatever your starting job is, because you'll build a market for yourself with the people in the periphery and one of them will get promoted and maybe take you along for the ride. I mean, career wise, isn't that some of the best advice out there? If you just show up and do your dang job, there might be a better one waiting for you because of it. Oh, I, pr I promise you it's true, and it doesn't surprise me at all you were a cab driver for a while. You've got that well, approachability and ability oh, to have a conversation with anybody, Jimmy. Well, I, look, mm -hmm. I, you know, it's another one of those great lessons I recounted, so help me God, was, you know, uh, because my dad was with the company that owned a lot of these stations, mm -hmm. when I went to work there, mm -hmm. the guys working back in the bays, the mechanics, you know, were not friendly to me at all because wow. they thought the only reason I got the job was because, you know, who my dad was which you know of course was true mm -hmm. and uh I, I came home and dad said how's it going at work and as i write in the book i said you know i don't think the guys there like me i don't know how to get them to like me and he said that's easy he said just outwork them <laughs> and uh and i went back and again it was one of those early lessons in service that uh i just went and and hustled and worked hard and scrubbed the bathrooms mm -hmm. and scrubbed the bays after they closed down for the night and uh 
gosh, it was just a matter of a few weeks when those mechanics all of a sudden all of a sudden came around and and frankly 40 years later I claim some of them as friends to this day. Oh, that's amazing. See, it's it's amazing what running a wild frat house can do for friendships. I kid. <laughs> I kid. I kid. Well, I brought up the gas station thing too, not only because of the humble beginnings, but you know, something that has been at the forefront of our politics the last couple of months is as energy prices spiked, there was a moment right. where Biden was trashing mom and pop gas stations. And as someone who's worked on the inside of that industry, it was kind of a disingenuous argument from Biden, was it not, to pass this on to the, the mom and pops? Well, it was not it was not just disingenuous. It was uh, outrageous. Look, what you know, gasoline prices have shot through the roof. They're still up 60 percent today because uh, of, of the war on energy. I mean, Biden has also tried to blame it on the war in Ukraine. Frankly, they were up 50 percent before the first shot was fired. And uh, this is an administration that literally just announced today or this weekend that they're lifting sanctions on the dictator Maduro in Venezuela at, at a time where they're continuing to sit on uh, you know, oil and gas lease applications in the United States. So we, I guess we can pump oil from a dictatorship in Venezuela. We can't pump it from Texas and New Mexico and, and uh, you know, the Permian Basin and all these incredible reserves that we have. So, um, yeah, but I, there's no surprise. Always this administration, uh, th- they enact the, the big government liberal policies. And, uh, and when, the, when what you would expect to happen happens, uh, they go looking for somebody to blame anybody other than them and their bad ideas. That's such a great point. We're talking to former Vice President Mike Pence, your 48th Vice President of the United States, the author of So Help Me God. It is available everywhere fine books are sold as of right now. Um, well, I know you know a lot about this administration. You certainly know a lot about the previous one. Now, one of the things I was trying to explain to my listeners is obviously people are trying to pull headlines. You're writing a book and people are trying to stir up some controversy, but your book, by and large, is actually very proud of President Trump's achievements. And I believe one of the things you recount about your fateful Oval Office meeting with him is that you had encouraged him to take a bow in the aftermath of the 2020 election and maybe go on like a victory tour on behalf of all the things you guys had accomplished together. So maybe the road would be paved a little bit better for a future presidential run. Is that kind of where your head was at post-election? Oh, it, it, it really was. Look, um, but I want to go back to your very first point. I'm so so glad to hear you say that, Jimmy, and so many others have recognized it. That, uh, my book, So Help Me God, takes you from when I showed up in a small town in southern Indiana, the son of a combat veteran, a first-generation Irish-American, all the way through public service years. But much of the book is obviously the Trump-Pence administration, and, and I couldn't be more proud uh, of a record that that uh, it rebuilt our military, secured our border, revived our economy, seven million jobs, became energy independence, three Supreme Court justices, three hundred judges on our federal courts. I mean, on and on, we left America stronger and more prosperous. And this last summer, those three justices gave us a new beginning for the right to life in America. So I'm I'm. Uh, you can read in those pages of that book. Just how proud I am uh, of what we were able to do uh, in those four years, and that, and and it, including seeing our nation through the worst pandemic in 100 years because of the extraordinary innovation and generosity of the American people. But yeah, you're right. Right after the election, I mean, I I never thought we would lose. Um, you know, I saw the incredible enthusiasm out there, and 
the truth is we did get 10 million more votes in 2020 than we than we got in 2016. Uh, but at the end of the day, uh, we came up short. But in the early days, I said to the president, look, I fully supported every legal challenge, uh, some 60 lawsuits that the campaign had every right to file. Mm-hmm. But early on, I told the president uh, before we left for Christmas, as I recounted, so help me God, it was just the two of us in the Oval Office, Jimmy. Mm-hmm. And he was getting ready to walk into the back room, and I was getting ready to go to my office and head home for the night. And he said, what do you think we ought to do? And I looked at him and I said, Mr. President, um, you know, if, if, after all these legal challenges play out, if nothing changes, I said, you should take a bow. Mm-hmm. And he said, what do you mean? And I said, well, after the 2016 election, we went out and did four or five thank you rallies all across the country. I said, we should do that again. We should just travel across the country thanking the American people for what we were able to accomplish together. And and, we, and, and I said, and if you want to run again, run again. And I'll, I'll always I'll always wish, because at the end of the conversation, he kind of pointed at me as if to say, that's worth thinking about, mm-hmm. and then walked into the back room. But, um, you know, I'll always, I'll always wish uh, that, that he would have grabbed that thought and put it into practice and um, and not not uh, had us lead to that fateful day in January. Yeah, it might have made for an easier January 6th. We're talking to Mike Pence, your 48th vice president. His new book, So Help Me God, is on sale everywhere. Really quick, could you see how, you know, Donald Trump over the course of his time in Washington, the, demonst- the Democrats had repeatedly demonstrated that nothing was beneath them when it came to stopping this man. So could you see how on some level, despite the scrutiny of the election, and of course, former Attorney General Bill Barr weighed in as well to say there was fraud, but not quite to the level that would swing the election. But could you see where it would be really hard for Trump to buy it, given all of the things they tried to do to get rid of you and him? Well, you know, the president can speak for himself. But I will tell you, as as I recounted, so help me God, Jimmy, the the level of of, of political attacks mm-hmm. from literally our inauguration day in January of 2017 mm-hmm. and every day that followed from Democrats and from their allies in the media was unprecedented in American history. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I tell about the day that uh, that he and I on inauguration day, January 20th, 2017, we were in the Oval Office, and it was his very first visit and ended up being just him and me. We were walking back to the residence to meet up with our families and go to the inaugural balls. The president looked up at the residence. It was well lit at night, and he looked at me, and he said, Mike, this this is, and I, and I kind of filled in the blank as I write in the book. I said, it's humbling. And he said, that's right. It's humbling. But in that moment, as we were walking back to the residence to go to the inaugural balls in 2017, I write back on the stack outside the Oval Office, stack of newspapers, is is a copy of the day's Washington Post, Mm -hmm. the headline of which is the quest to impeach Donald Trump begins today. (laughs) I mean, literally the day we were inaugurated, and in fact, the days before the whole Russia collusion hoax had already been launched and pushed. And so, you know, I, I, I will refuse as long as I live to let, uh, to let the other side know that uh, that uh, you know the the unending assaults uh, were there, and that despite that, we accomplished so much 
uh, for the American people. And I, I think that's the true history of the Trump-Pence administration, was not just what we did, uh, but the unprecedented, uh, constant uh, attacks uh, of the Democrats and their allies in the media that uh, yep. that were the headwinds against which we fought and still delivered for the American people. Did you ever? Uh, you know, to put it in football terms, they were blitzing you guys every down. And, every day. Uh, so I will really quickly, as someone who was blitzed yeah. every down, we will end this on football talk. Should my yeah. fans bet your Indianapolis Colts tonight on Monday Night Football over the Steelers? I'm liking it. I like what's happening with the, the new coach, Jeff Saturday. Okay. I think there's a spark. You saw the Eagles. Jimmy, come on. You saw the Eagles game. <laughs> Pence, inflation's at a 40-year high, man. We got to get something, this bet right. <laughs> something is happening with the Indianapolis Colts. And, you know, I've only been a fan for about 35 years. So I'm going to hang in, and I'll be cheering the Colts tonight. Rock and roll. Bet the Colts. That's the message. Bet the Colts and use some of that victory money to buy a copy of So Help Me God. Uh, Mike Pence, a high honor having you on the show today, my man. Jimmy Fallon, you're the best. Thanks for having me on Fox Across America. You too. All right, that's going to do it for the Fox Across America game ball ceremony. I'm going to get some rest, but I will be back on your radio Monday. I will be back on America's Newsroom Monday morning with Bill and Dana. Get your game face on. This is not a drill, folks. It's the real thing. From the Fox News Podcasts Network. Hey there, it's me, Kennedy. Make sure to check out my podcast, Kennedy Saves the World. It is five days a week, every week. Download and listen at foxnewspodcast.com or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.